1: Creation requires skill in most cases. A skill must be learned and practiced, and if you do not have it, you won't be able to enjoy the satisfaction that comes with it. Regardless of skill level, Night Cafe Studio creates tools that enable anyone to create incredible, unique art and experience the satisfaction, the therapy and the rush. Artists will not be rendered redundant by artificial intelligence, contrary to what many believe. This platform makes art creation accessible to everyone. With the explosion of machine learning in the art scene, Night Cafe Creator brings these once-exclusive technologies to all internet users. Valeria interviews Cassandra Hood. She is the social media and community building manager at Night Cafe Studio, where she passionately advocates for the power of AI art and self-expression. As a prominent figure in the AI art community, Cassandra empowers fellow creators by sharing her experience in generative art. Her role involves actively engaging with artists and enthusiasts, cultivating a vibrant and inclusive community. With a deep understanding of social media dynamics, Cassandra leverages digital platforms to amplify the voices of AI artists and connect them with wider audiences. Through workshops, online exhibitions, and thought-provoking discussions, she promotes innovation and collaboration with the AI art sphere. Meet Cassandra at nightcafe.studio. Here's the interview with Cassandra Hood.
0: In your own words, who is Cassandra?
2: Um, Basically... I always like to say human first because I'm not perfect. I always like to keep that my baseline, but I'm also on top of just a person, I'm a mom, a creative, and somebody who's just trying to, I guess, like maneuver myself through this this weird experience, this weird mirror, I always like to say. Um, I don't know, it's so cool.
0: Yes, wow, that's interesting. So this weird, in the way you say it, um uh, kind of mirror called life, would that be this ex- human experience, right, Cassandra? Yeah, you know, a lot of times that's what I found it to be as well, very strange when it comes to um, ignorance, which I define as ignoring what is fundamentally true to us. Kind of, I, I don't know why. Um, I know that everyone feels that way, that we have, there, there's something here that kind of tells us that love is the foundation of life in a sense of connectivity, feeling connected with with ourselves and others. But I wonder why we don't, we ignore that truth and we do things that are actually harmful to ourselves and others. Any ideas?
2: (laughs) Yeah, actually, I, I had this one huge, profound realization literally of that, that love, I think, is the basis of all happiness and we kind of confuse love with just a romantic type of love, but there are so many ways you can love somebody. And even when you get a romantic partner, like even my husband, I'll tell him, I love you like you're my brother, like you're my dad. Like, I love you. It sounds weird, but, you know, like it's so enveloping and it's so much deeper than I think people like to admit to themselves or even realize sometimes. Because like... Kind of feel like it's a truth we all know. Like I agree, love is what we're chasing. So
0: yeah. And how do you define love, Cassandra? If you could define love, yeah, how would you f- describe it?
2: I'd say any good feeling, anything that brings you joy, pure joy. I think is like that's the purest form of love. Acceptance is love. Um, exploration is love. Like it's, yeah, anything that, that makes you happy to your core.
0: (laughs) I love the way you said that pure joy. So yeah, that core happiness. Would this be connected to a sense of doing something or this is, you would say that love is actually something that's um, innate, that's always here. We don't need to be uh, something, become something or do something in order to feel loved,
2: it's definitely from my experience, the latter. Um, it's always something that's there. And that's something I'm even still working on now is re- learning to refocus. Cause I feel like everything's perfect on its own. It's our thoughts that kind of mess things up. At least that's that I'm trying to get out of my own head. Um, and like, stop. That's my biggest thing is judgment and also boxes. I always I feel like the boxes that we put things into, good and bad, um, you shouldn't do this. You should do this. Those boxes are what hurt us most because we're not meant to be put in boxes. We're free flowing. And I feel like that's why so many many people confuse um, labels with love. Like you're rich. That doesn't mean you are happy. Um, Yeah. Wow. Beautifully said.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's profound too. That sounds very spiritual to me. Do you have any spiritual philosophies or understandings of yourself in life?
2: Yeah, a few. I'm still working on getting things actually worded. Um, a lot of the time it just comes like random jumble and I have to kind of say it out loud in the non-linear way that it's coming out. But but yeah, I have always been somebody who who looks at the light, not only light and dark of things. I love to dive deep and I love to get into to even like places mentally where most people will think are scary. Um, I think that's it's very interesting. And that's what it is to be human is to figure that kind of stuff out.
0: Mm, that's true. Especially when it comes to emotional pain or uh, any kind of um, mental, psychological mental constructs. We, and you're right. We have so many of them. We label everything. I love the idea that we can... Uh, actually, look at this uh, of reality with, um, let's say, open mind or no mind per se, like not knowing what it is, <laughs> as yes. if we were looking for the first time. Like sometimes I do that as an experiment with my husband. I'm like, okay, I look at him. Who are you? <laughs> I ask the question in my own head. Um, who is this person in front of me? <laughs> ah, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Fascinating, and then. One of my practices is to see everything as divine, as infinite, limitless, not necessarily unknown, but indescribable for sure, but not, not unknown. That kind of opens up, I guess, this realm of curiosity. And I love being in that, living in that world of being curious. So with that in mind, how do you define art? What is art to you?
2: I, um, like, I'm picturing more, I'm a very visual thinker. So when I think of art, I think of literally a a little girl sitting there, well, my daughter is what I'm picturing, pasting macaroni to a piece of paper or getting chalk and scribbling on the sidewalk. Art is just, I think it's just any human expressing themselves. And that could be, I, I always like to clarify, not negatively, because there are lots of ways you can express yourself negatively but there's a very distinct, like just doing it from, from the heart and feeling that flow. I feel like that's also another thing that is very important to art is kind of letting it come from somewhere that you don't even realize. Um, Yeah. Like the higher self, um, that whole, like, that's where I feel a lot of my ideas. That's, that's where they come from.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So in that case would be somewhat the unknown. I know I I just said about not being necessarily the unknown, but it seems like art comes, creativity, right? A lot of times um, the inspiration comes from a place, invisible place. We cannot see it, but then we can translate those ideas into something They become something. And it's true. Self-expression is so important though. The obstacle to that is judgment. So we are fear, we're afraid to be judged. And that is the To me, it seems to to me that's the biggest um, obstacle to creativity. Do you feel the same way, Cassandra?
2: Yes, that's funny you mentioned that. Um, One thing, so I'm really big into AI art right now. I actually work for an AI art generative company. um, Night Cafe Studio is the name of the company. But one reason I completely fell in love with AI art was the fact that I'm a perfectionist at nature and I cannot help it. I'm really trying, Um, (laughs) but that's what holds Uh me back the most. I love to paint and I've painted. I love acrylics. Um, That's probably my main form of of actual, I'd say, traditional art. But the, the struggle for bringing an idea, bringing it from my mind to an actual physical tangible thing is so hard and i'm so hard on myself when like that whole process is going on so with ai i feel like it's so much it's so much more forgiving and also it's like it's giving you something you didn't know you needed If that makes sense like wow it just completely enhanced the idea that i had and i didn't think it could could come out this good so with that said yeah i i feel like using those concepts Made from AI, it make it's made it a lot easier and kind of helped me chill out with that like perfectionistic and everything has to be perfect the first time around. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And
0: you mentioned off record, and that I said, I wish I was recording before. So, how did you get? What was your first, let's say, motivation to
2: engage with AI art? I a, a couple of years ago, I'd say it was August or September of twenty twenty one. Um, I had just had my baby girl, my second uh, little one, and she had just turned one, but my postpartum depression was not letting off and I felt the darkest cloud over my head like I could not find anything that was making me feel better um, and I felt like I was really missing community like i I had my husband, I had my family but I don't know. I just, there needed to be something more I felt. Um, So yeah, I was scrolling on TikTok one day and I found this, this uh, woman who was using uh, it was the one of our first algorithms ever um, brought on tonight cafe, but it was VQ GAN clip. If anyone wants to search it up, it's VQ and then GAN plus the plus symbol and then clip it's so abstract and it's such a like it doesn't give you images like if you look up AI art now, um, it does not give you that. Um, they're very like what's the word? They are easy to to decipher on your own. So I saw this woman who was using AI as a divination tool. She'd ask it questions and it would spit something out and she'd read the, the creation from there, look out for you know certain symbols, colors and whatnot. So that's kind of how I found Night Cafe. Um, I just looked up VQGAN clip, Nike Cafe popped up, um, and I started testing it out. But shortly after testing it out a little bit, I realized that this is so cool and there have to be people as excited as I am about this, but I can't find them. Um, so then I went on a, a hunt. I started making friends on Instagram through hashtags, AI art hashtags, very niche ones at the time, too. Um, and I made my own Discord, and somehow—I I swear it's divine timing. It was like in God's hands. I always like to say, um, the fact that this job was handed to me when I was doing something pretty much what I'm doing now, but for free, for myself, for my own healing. It was—it was a gift. Like I—I I really love what I'm doing now. I'm still doing, you know, AI art, still making it, but now I'm in charge of, of helping community members facilitate those human interactions and kind of try to break down that barrier of the black screen, of the black mirror that we're interacting through. Um, just kind of give it a human element. So, Right. How does it work exactly? Um, what is
0: the process, Cassandra, to become a member or to try it out for the first time?
2: Yeah, so if you Google Night Cafe Studio, we're going to be one of the first options that pops up. Um, so pretty much you can go to the site and when you first sign up, it brings you to a very simple create form. So it's very non, like it's not scary at first yeah. to, um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because this kind of stuff can be very off-putting for people who are not technologically, um, you know, so yeah, you get brought to something like an easier to digest screen. You type in your prompt, um, and the prompt, when I say that, I mean, those are the words that you're giving the AI generator to generate the idea you have in your head. Um, so like a, there's a lot of tips and tricks, but if you're gonna make AI, art, I do suggest really honing in on your language and learning more about yourself and what do you like? like that's that's something that I really had to do. Um, but yeah, you're able to make a I think it's five creations before you're, uh, you you have you sign up just because we don't want people to lose their creations. That's something that, uh, we hear about, and it's always the worst when people lose their, their creations. Um, yeah, but it's pretty, it's pretty straightforward. And we also have the most helpful community, which I, I hold like a baby. Like it's, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Um, they're always there to help.
0: And that's crucial too, right? Community, being around other people, having sharing ideas in our own uh, the way we see life ourselves. That's just precious, I find. Um, so you mentioned language. That m- made me think about the emotion wheel. Not sure if you heard about that. It's used Ooh, yes. as like I have, right, mm-hmm. So yeah, a lot of times we don't use the the right language um, when comes to our mm-hmm. own feelings so that's a way of practicing that gotta kind of uh, mm-hmm. let's say being getting very close to um, it's not easy right because a lot of feelings I find myself but I have no words for for mm-hmm. them And I you I look at the uh, emotion wheel I'm like how oh, where is it I can't really relate <laughs> to any of these words. So sadness is one of uh, that comes to mind immediately but I know there's a lot of um, other kind of underlying feelings under sadness tons of them. Mm-hmm. So I love that idea. I didn't know that yeah. would work that way. So
2: that's very interesting you say that. That's something I've like gone into detail about. Um not necessarily the emotional will but kind of digging deeper kind of to draw a parallel to the emotional um emotion wheel. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm mispronouncing that but um, sadness is something like, I always like to dig deeper. So if I'm feeling sad, what is that sadness from? Is it from hurt? Is it from anger? And why am I angry? Is it because I'm feeling not seen? Um, and I feel like with AI art, you can really do the same thing. Like I always use the example. Um, like I love, a, a ray of sunshine, like when a, a little ray of sunshine peeks into my living room, I'm like, wow, this is like divinity. This is beautiful. And, I really wanted to take that into my AI art, but I don't just like, um, you know, it, just to be more specific, I could even ask for warm morning sunlight, golden warm morning sunlight, and those things can get deeper and deeper. So instead of just saying, you know, ray of sunshine shining into the living room, it can it can go so much deeper and so much more exact um, to what you want. Yeah, so that's what, that's why I always suggest, like people kind of explore what they like and not just kind of surface level skim over, oh, I think I like this. I think I like this. It's like, no, really like sit and and think about what makes you be at awe at life. Like those are the things that I think are the most inspirational. Right. Wow. That's
0: fascinating
2: that um, artificial
0: intelligence can do that, can kind of translate into visuals what we have in our minds. That is incredible. So it's able to go uh, into even the most subtle kind of um, way of, of expressing ourselves. Let's say in my case, I would definitely use spiritual, let's say, words like pure consciousness. I wonder how. Would the um the night cafe um art would interpret that pure consciousness
2: or, it's hmm. it's funny. Oh, yeah. I've, thank you. I've experimented with those kinds of things because, I, like I said, spirituality is something that's just innate to me. I can't help but explore those things. So, uh, yeah, I've experimented with it, and the results blow your mind. I've experimented with like um floating in the astral realm, like things like that, like just very random prompts. but, with those, I feel the less you give, the more it means. If that makes sense, like it almost like I was saying earlier. Sometimes the AI gives me something that I didn't know I needed, and it just sparks something in my mind where I'm like, wow, like this is, I don't know. It's just either reignites my passion for something or whatever it is. <laughs> um, it's very healing.
0: There's another question I have for you here about the night um, nightcare fair studio. What is the history? How did it start? Like who created?
2: Yeah, so my boss Angus, um, he's based out of Australia at the time. It was in he was in Sydney, um, and the story goes that he was in his home office, and my other boss Ellie. So they're a co like they're the the power couple. I swear. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> she walked in and said, "Wow, these walls are horrible. Like they're so bare. Let's make something." Um, so he found at the time, this was before VQGAN, it's another algorithm for it. It's called Style Transfer. It's a very rudimentary, like it just takes one image and lays it over another. Um, anyways, he made a few images like this and decided this would kind of be a cool website. So he coined the name Night Cafe Studio, but it's not really, um, I'd say, too, too original. It's original, but it's it's based from a, a painting from Van Gogh, The Night Cafe. Um, so that's that's where they got their inspiration. It's one of Angus's favorite artists, so um, he really felt it was right. But yeah, and and since then, that was back in I think it was September of 2019. Um, it was a very very much a hobby, and it turned into this full blown. Um, huge community, people who are so, so loving uh, to not only the site, but to each other. And now there's been over, I think it was 20 million generated images. And I bet you I'm underestimating. Even then, um, people, people really have been using the site, which is what we hope.
0: (laughs) And this, would you say that this is um, the Night Cafe studio? It's also for, it's for everyone, would you say any age or just mostly for young people?
2: It's for anybody, our age range is from thirteen to eighty five. like we've we've seen like Mark, it's hard. It's hard to to decide um who necessarily uses the site more um, because it's all over the place. So it really is for anyone. would you say that
0: especially for people who are looking to express themselves uh, with the intention to heal or it's it's just being creative in general?
2: Oh yes, I think that the creativity in general is what leads to the healing. So it's kind of like one leads to the other. Um, the fact that people are able to creatively express themselves like never before—it's almost like they're exploring a whole new side to themselves that they never knew was there. Um, that I think is what's so healing, and we see it all the time. Um, one of the one of our mods. He actually started a Discord that was just for, it wasn't just for Night Cafe, but AI art and, and mental health. And he really loved um and fostered that community to to bring out, you know, the stories of how AI art has really helped people heal. Because if if we're being honest, these past few years have been hard for everybody, like adults or not, it's been a it's been rough. Um and we all feel it. <laughs> we all feel it. So this has been like a, a breath of fresh air for so many people. Um, and I can't like emphasize that enough that that it really is healing. And like the the fact that people are able to create now is, I think, what makes it so so helpful and so healing.
0: I love what you said about creativity is one, it's the door to healing.
2: Mm-hmm. It
0: very much is because that in order to create, we need to be open, curious So that's what it takes to heal, I find, Uh, every time. If I want to heal anything uh, that I perceive as a problem, then all I have to do is to be open to that feeling, to that emotion, to that sensation, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. and then connect with it. So that really makes sense to me. There's something else I wanted to mention Yeah. So self-therapy, I read this in one of the articles, I think on your blog, I'm not sure, about the mental health benefits of Mm -hmm. artificial intelligence. Um, And then it says here, a new survey uh, results showing that a significant portion of night cafe users primarily use the platform for self-therapy, demonstrating its potential as a valuable mental health tool. So it's a obvious to me that if we are using technology for everything these days, which is really the case, Mm -hmm. then Mm -hmm. why not to use it for healing, for spirituality, anything that can elevate our lives, make it happier and um, more peaceful. So Mm -hmm. that really sounds like a natural evolution of life itself.
2: Yes, I always say it's crazy that we're living in this time like I used to always think the future was like far off but we're actually living in the future with being able to co-create with these machines that's how a lot of people in the community see it they don't say that they are the creators of this art they co-created with this vast artificial intelligence because um, these algorithms are I always say they're just mirrors they're a lot of people say AI is just um, it's biased, it's this, it's that. But everything that AI is trained off of is what we've put out into the world. So, you know, all of these these negative things that I think people will focus on for AI are they're kind of things that already existed that we're just now able to see and is being reflected at us in such a clear, clear way. Um, That's
0: true. That makes me think about language itself. So we use language to communicate and language is something that is... Um already been created so we just come here and as babies and we just learned to communicate using language that was already here created by other people so in in, in a sense uh, artificial intelligence uh, allowing us to create art is the same way so we use language to express ourselves so that's what the computer machines are doing it is a language isn't it
2: Yeah, it definitely is. It's, I feel just the next step in human evolution. Um, That's the most human thing we can do is kind of, you know, learn to adapt and work with what we have, which is what people have done. This, this code, the first code um, created, which by the way, was created by a woman, which was super impressive at the time. Now I'm sure a lot of people say, yeah, okay, that's great. A lot of things are, but anyways, um, when it was first created, it was kind of just like giving a child a stick and telling it to go play, you know, with the stick. And the kid doesn't know yet um, that you can use the stick as a wand or draw in the sand with it. And that's kind of how humanity as a whole, I feel, was reacting to this algorithm. Um, but now things have grown to su- it's it's its own ecosystem at this point. Um, and with with the language, like to go back to that the The way we have to communicate to the AI is not is not standard. It's not like just talking to a friend. You kind of have to talk to it like it literally is a robot. Um, so yeah, I, I think that you know us using language to create art with computers is one of the most human things. Um, yes. Lots will argue the opposite, but I think it's it was just where we were going to go next. It's just us being human and figuring out which which dark cavern to venture into next.
0: So what is the main mission of Night Cafe Studio? What's
2: the goal per se? To be able to bring art to anybody, um, art creation more specifically, anybody with an internet connection. Um, We feel that it's been so gatekept for so long. And even now with AI art, if you look it up on Google, you're going to be hit with a lot of negative um, articles and just talk pieces that really push the, the bad about it, but there's that I feel is even contributing to the gatekeeping of the art world, because a lot of these people are not creating art to harm anyone. They're doing it to help themselves. And, you know, there are some ethical issues and things have to be talked out, but I think the, the healing, um, that's what we're really mainly after and making sure that anybody can create and you don't have to be an artist necessarily to make something that you're proud of.
0: So the website is nightcafe.studio and I'll have that on the podcast profile page, of course. Mm -hmm. And then I have the ending notes, uh, ending questions for you. I wanted to ask you before actually, but I'll ask you now, but before that, before, before, there's anything that we left, you left unsaid though, some questions that I forgot to ask anything that you want to add.
2: Um, I, this is more just, I guess, a personal thing, but if you feel like you can't create or that you're limited in creation, even if it's not AI art, um, go doodle, write in a Ah, journal, um, just, you know, let, let it out because we can only hold in so much and, you know, this Mm-hmm. We're not just living in our heads; we're also living in this world. So mm-hmm. um, that's probably another thing is you can heal through just expression. So Yes, yeah, yeah
0: it's so true. Thank you so much. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> so the ending questions. I'll ask you this one: How do you, um, how do you see this idea of success these days? What is to be successful to you?
2: Oh, that's a that's a hard one because I'm still trying to figure that out for myself. I think. Being happy and, and in the moment and being grateful and thankful for what you have, that is, that's when I know I, I hit it, when I, when I know that I have everything that I need and I, like, and I know that deeply um, and I don't question it. That's when I know I'm really successful. And when I say everything I need, it's not even just monetary, physical things. It's really you know relationships with my family, my husband, my daughters. Um, yeah. That's where I feel the, the richness of life comes from.
0: Yes. I love the definition of success. Yes. Mm-hmm. More and more have been hearing this, of course, from my guests. <laughs> and <laughs> I would, uh, I mean, I would love for that to be like by the millions, not yet, but uh, yeah, my guests, how many I have now, but uh, over a thousand. So I hear that a lot from them. and And sometimes I get the feeling that everybody thinks that way. But it's uh, we are not there yet, right? I guess um, yes. we are walking toward that that understanding. Definitely. So another question. I'll ask this one as another final question. At this time, what do you feel is the world's greatest need?
2: I think cooperation in understanding. I think understanding mainly. That's where the cooperation would come from. Um, there's there's so much misunderstanding, and maybe. Think the biggest thing that the world needs is to stop judging. That even just to go deeper into that emotional, like the wheel type of thing. Like, I feel like all of these things lead to judgment and those boxes. We need to stop putting each other in boxes and saying that life has to be this or that, or one way or another, or you have to be happy, you can't be sad. Um, if we could stop doing that, we'd be able to to really flourish. Uh true. like like we like we should.
0: So true. Embracing. Um, life as a whole and you not know, just parts of life, right? Um, wow. Yeah, I love that message and I love the also the fact that you're a mother so you're passing that on early on. That really helps. Yeah, Exactly. That helps. Like Cassandra, I didn't have that education so I got, I was confused and lost for so long not knowing exactly what love was, self-love and none of this. So, yeah, I love the fact that you have this awareness so you can pass that on early. So I have to ask you another question, (laughs) another (laughs) ending question, the the last, last one. Uh, What three experiences you wish everyone to have before they die, before they lose the body?
2: Um, Pure love. If you can experience pure love, that's going to be the most uplifting, I think, life-changing experience. Um, I think that so that and then also... Oh, being humbled! Now that I'm thinking about it, to to experience being brought back down to earth and really being shown like where where you are, um, I feel like that's something. Those are like earth shattering um, realizations that I I at least get from being humbled and really learning how to be grateful for what I have. Um, and I think third experience is just. I don't know. Maybe these are a little bit too vague, but I'm thinking peace. That's something I'm still trying to figure out for myself. Learning how to escape from the hustle and bustle of everyday, which is so hard. Um, being able to sit in yourself and those thoughts, and and just envelop yourself in them. That's that's divinity. That's God. I feel if I can sit there and journal and and really let it all out. Like I feel like that's really yeah, it's really sacred time. Yeah, it sounds very
0: much. That's a, definitely a spiritual practice. I love your wisdom. Thank you so much. Yeah, for being open to life to this point.
2: <laughs> <laughs> of course, I hope it will it won't end. I can tell you that. The the curiosity is is limitless. (laughs)
0: Right. Yeah. It brings us to that that space of limitless. I agree. That's so true, Cassandra. Beautiful. Thank you so much again for your presence. And let's see, before we say goodbye for today, again, where's the best place to find more information about what you do in the Night Studio Cafe? So if you, the
2: best place to, no worries, the best place to, find um, information about night cafe, um, anything that I'm doing with night cafe, I'd say just go straight to the site. Um, I am always on our discord too. So that's linked on the site as well. Um, You can find me online almost any hour of the waking day. Um, Yeah, that's probably the best place to find me. And of course, all of our socials are night at Night Cafe Studio. So you'll be able to find us
0: there. <laughs> Wonderful. I'll have the website link on your podcast profile as well. So Great. thank you so much again, Cassandra, and we'll talk soon. Bye for now. My dear. Thank you.
1: Thank you for listening. To learn more about Cassandra Hood and her work, please visit nightcafe.studio.com.